1: Welcome to the Roto Grinders NBA Morning Grind. I'm Justin Carlucci alongside of the Chief, Will Priester. Another weekend of NBA basketballs in the books. And there was a lot of foolery, a lot of big games, and a lot of coaches resting everybody. So here we are kicking off a new week and only a couple of weeks left of the regular season, Chief. Yeah, man, uh, getting close. Sitting up in my chair here. Sorry, peeps.
2: I was reclined in in the office furniture there and uh, just thinking about this season and all the pitfalls we've had uh, with COVID and late rule outs. Just a lot of weird stuff. I'm feeling really good that in about two weeks, I'll be able to open my laptop, look to my right on screen number two and uh, pull up any type of fantasy app that you're using, a fantasy website that you want to use. I'll be able to click the slate and know for sure that unless someone is absolutely hurt, these are the guys that I have available at my disposal. Lineups will be tight. Minutes will be more predictable. Ladies and gentlemen, It will be a glorious time to make some money. NBA playoffs are fantastic. Just fantastic. Everyone has to become Tom Thibodeau, and I love it.
1: Basically, the entire regular season since day one, we've had at least one team in the league running injury management since day one. In all fairness,
2: if teams were in the bubble outside of the play and they went a little deep. They did have a much shorter season than they had. And look, I know they get paid to do it. So I'm, I, I understand that too. But I'm trying to extend a little grace here to guys like LeBron James and Jimmy Butler who played really deep and then basically had to turn around and get right back into full gear. So I, I'm i trying to extend them as much grace as possible uh, for teams like the Detroit Pistons, Cleveland Cavaliers, come on, guys. What are we doing? What are
1: we doing here? We can extend them grace, but it doesn't make our lives any easier.
2: If you play deep, then I, I'm, I'm willing to definitely extend some grace um, because you know their bodies are probably they, – they've been on full throttle for a while.
1: But you're right. We will be able to know ahead of time – if you want to win a playoff game, who's going to be in? Unless you're really hurt. Not, oh, my toe's a little banged up. Or, well, oh, we might have a rest day tomorrow. Or you know, randomly just benching the whole team. And, and by the way, Tyrese Halliburton may be hurt. I'm not sure. I, 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 I You know, we record live. Chief, what is going on with this?
2: I, I see the GTD, and I realize his fantasy points had not moved in the second half. And perhaps... He's hurt. And if that's the case, I, I for sure know my night's over. I, I definitely needed his fantasy points to stay. He's staying alive. So what is going on in Boston? Is it overtime?
1: I, I don't know. I got a notification. This is live, live time, folks. We are live. Marcus Smart got ejected. I just got a notification that Jason Tatum oh. and Jalen Brown are both going to the locker room. And there's only like a minute or two left in the game. Did we miss a brawl or something, Chief? We got, well, we I don't know, but I know,
2: I know Portland's up 10 now, at least according to what I'm looking Sheesh. at. We gotta so hit there's up. no way they're going to win the game. We got to hit up the Twitter machine. What is
1: going on anyway?
2: And why is Philly struggling with San Antonio?
1: Dude, that's the who the roster? Sixers are, cheap. I watch way too much Sixers basketball. They'll just let teams – they underestimate teams, let them hang around, take them for granted. These are the games that they would lose. <laughs> under Brett Brown. Now they've been winning most of them under Doc Rivers, but I still know the real Second Sixers. Yeah. And then
2: all right, the game's over in Boston. 129, Do You think Marcus Smart's gonna get suspended again?
1: I don't know what he did. I guess it depends what he did.
2: Yeah, well we'll have to catch that after the uh
1: after the show. Wow, we have eight great games on Monday. Now, I'm, I'm I'm a little I'm being a little sarcastic. There's no great games at this point in the season. I already looked at the schedule. That last day of the regular season where all the teams play and no starters are going to play, that's going to be a hell of a podcast we're going to have to put together. 50, is it 15 games? I think it is. I have to check. We'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Yeah, there we go. Let's do that. Talk to me about the Pacers and the Wizards, one of the two 7 o'clock games. The monster lines to yeah. put out.
2: Yeah, yeah, I mean, he had a triple-double in the first half if, if nobody was actually paying attention. My notifications were going off on my phone. Uh, so, I mean, fantastic performance by him. First game back. So, you know, came in, no training wheels. Coach just said, let's ride. And uh, ended up only having to play about 29, 30 minutes anyway because, they, I mean, they just they just, just destroyed OKC with the quickness. Um, I mean, it was a quick work if, if anybody uh, was watching. It was a quick work. They took care of it very easily. Uh, uh but I mean I think this game is okay. Definitely Sabonis being back I think helped them get more competitive very quickly. Uh so in this Washington game I, I'm very intrigued by this. Uh you 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 know I'm going to be all in on Russell Russell Westbrook here. Uh, Indiana's defense has been bad and uh while I know that you know Sabonis being back is going to help them offensively, I'm not worried about this team defensively defensively at all. Uh, Edmund Sumner, uh, he's probable. So it looks like we'll have him. I think it's going to be a great game environment. This might be, be one of my stack targets and by stack, I don't mean a full stack, but you'll get some Westbrook, get some some Sabonis, you know, sprinkle in a Dougie McBuckets or two. These are the spots where I like to play Dougie McBuckets, where I feel like he's going to get big minutes, right. And more wide open shots because of the lack of defense. And, you know, you give NBA players wide open shots, like you're going to pay nine times out of 10, it's going in. So, I like this spot for him as well. 4800 a little bit more expensive probably than we want to pay, but I'm okay with that. O'Shea Brissett played 40 minutes on Saturday, 47 fantasy points. He just keeps putting out big numbers. Uh, keep in mind, no Brogdon, though. Brogdon didn't play. I don't think Lamb played. I think uh, Gogo was still out as well. So I do think we want to watch the Brogdon and as if Brogdon comes back, I'm for sure not playing O'Shea Brissett. Now, me personally, he's 7,300 on FanDuel.
1: And while it is a sticker shock, I mean, it's a sticker shock, and I don't want to pay it. Not on this slate. i tell you what. If we are missing Lamb, and if Brogdon's out, and if Goga's out again, I'll play Brissett at 6,700 in this matchup. I think he's kind of right at that sticker shock territory on DK. Kind of a mid-range salary that if you try to go stars and scrubs, he might go overlooked. And he's rebounding really well. He's getting some burn at center. So Goga's absence makes him very attractive. Now, if Goga plays, I'm probably off person. But he's rebounding. He's putting the ball in the hoop. He's averaging a block and a half per game. And you're talking about a team that's going to play fast and not play any defense. And the, the Wizards, I think it's about as good of a matchup as anybody could hope for. Now, if Brogdon's out, I'm going to go back to a guy that we talk about on this podcast frequently, and that's Karis LeVert, who is quietly... Strung together two really good performances without Brogdon. And obviously Sabonis' monster line, 75 DK points on Saturday and his triple-double overshadowed the extremely efficient game that Lavert put together against OKC. I get it. They won by 57. <laughs> but in 27 minutes, Levert scored 25 real points, 6 assists, 42 DK points. The game against the Nets, he played 36 minutes. And that was without Sabonis. I get it. But he put together about as efficient of a real game as you could get 30, 60, 36 real points against Brooklyn, 14 of 24 from the floor, you know, four rebounds, five assists. So his peripheral numbers are respectable, and he's playing good basketball now. You're just looking at his log the past four to five games. He's played very efficiently. They've played in some blowouts. He hasn't played the full 35 to 40 minutes. But if this, if this game is close, Karis LaVert could be pushing 40 minutes as well, prob- probably. And without Brogdon, I'm going back to LaVert if Brogdon's out, Chief.
2: Yeah, I like it, man. Um, I, I I totally get it. And I'm with you on the Brogdon call. This is a spot with Washington, man. I'm not going to overthink it. Get him in.
1: Yeah, what's LaVert on FanDuel? I'm curious. And is he shooting guard?
2: Uh, let, let's go over under 8,500. What do you think?
1: I would say he's 8,200. 84.
2: Good guess. 84. Yeah, 8,400. That's that's where he's at. That's fair. That's fair. I like it. I mean, he was 81 on Saturday, I think. So I think that's the right price if, if they're anticipating you know, him having maybe a bigger role or so. Like,
1: I, I, I totally get that. I feel like he goes overlooked on FanDuel maybe on Monday. Maybe. I don't know. Who else is at shooting guard? What do you got over there? I'm curious. Well...
2: Shoot, man. You know what? Man, let's get it. So you're going to have Bradley Beal because Levine's still going to be out. No Mitchell. Maybe maybe DeMar DeRozan plays because he was out tonight for rest. My assumption is he does. CJ McCollum, 74. Andrew Wiggins, he's questionable, but he is 7K. Uh, Jordan Clarkson, 65. Kevin Hurt uh, is back at 57. Uh, You'll have Gary Harris available. Lou Will. Josh Jackson at 52, which is probably going to be one of the higher-owned guys. That's kind of how it's looking. So you, you get you get the
1: drift. Yeah, so there's a lot of options. So I, I can see some of those ownerships as shooting guard and fans be spread out, especially if Wiggins plays. And we'll, we'll get to the Warriors. Yeah. Wiggins is in a great matchup going against New Orleans without Kelly Oubre. We'll get to the Warriors there soon because they're a big part of this slate. And under normal circumstances, if you said Golden State, New Orleans, I'd say that's my game to stack. But of course, it's the end of the year, you know, and there's plenty of options. A game that looks ugly on paper is Detroit and Orlando, Chief. That's the other seven o'clock game. But yeah, there might be some interesting pieces here. What's on your mind here with this one? I mean, I,
2: I'm very excited about this game. I think in terms of – this game feels like that last regular season game where all the bench players play, none of the starters play, and it's like, hey, you might get five guys from this game that can give you extreme value. Uh, and and I'm not saying that for an exaggeration. Let me tell you somebody that I like in this game, and I'm, I'm going to actually start on the Orlando side. I really like Cole Anthony here. I mean, really like him in a spot against Detroit where it's going to be – Uh, such a lack of defense. Cole Anthony is one of my favorite plays on the slate, like just period. And yes, he's 6,300, but this isn't one of these tough matchups. And uh, don't look now, folks, but Cole Anthony did it again. Another big game winner on Saturday. Uh, So uh, playing great because they're giving him the minutes, played 35 minutes. I like this game as a whole. Cole Anthony, one of my favorites um, on that side. And then, of course, our good friend Josh Jackson, Detroit, had a rough game against Charlotte, not reading into it. Played 34 minutes, and Hamadou Diallo may be out this game. So, he, I mean, he may get 35 minutes again. I'm going to play Stewart. I, I want to play Bay. I, I want to play Josh Jackson. I want to play Cole Anthony. Um, and those are the guys I feel most comfortable with. Probably a little 3-1 stack for me on that game for sure. I, I'm almost, I'm almost positive I'm going to have Jackson, Bay, Stewart, and Cole Anthony on the other side. Almost positive.
1: If our good friend Diallo is out, indeed, if he is, I am interested in Frank Jackson. DK, 4,700. Played serious minutes against Charlotte. 34 minutes, and he took 19 shots. Rebounded the ball well, which might be a little bit of an anomaly. But he took 19 shots. So the 34 minutes and the 19 shots is is the big ticket item for me here. Against Dallas a couple days ago when Diallo did play, still saw 27 minutes, took 13 shots. So I'm interested in Frank Jackson if our good friend Diallo does sit. Orlando, whew, what do you think of this price tag for Cole Anthony? 6900
2: That's getting close to the range where I don't want to play him.
1: It's close. Now, a guy I'm going to be contemplating is is Mo Wagner, and he's rated that make or break you 4,600 because if he starts, you know, you're going to see 25 to 30 minutes. We're talking about no Kiki, right? So mm-hmm. that's, that's the big issue there. You're going to get a wide range of outcomes out of Mo Wagner. He's either going to kill you or he might help you take something down. And 4,600 might be that spot where people are on the fence about playing him or not, depending on how some of this other value shakes out with injury news. So what's your take on Mo Wagner, and uh, what is he on fans' position-wise? I don't even know. Stop yeah, he's right. a power forward. Uh, he's coming in at 4,900. Mm. Now,
2: I don't mind 49 if, if we know he's going to play 34 minutes. I'm, I'm just very unsure. And I'm I'm just being I'm very unsure about what that will look like for him uh, on this particular slate. Yeah. But like I said, uh, you know,
1: if he's getting 35 minutes, it's, it's well worth it to play him. Well worth it. I agree. Very volatile player. Like it for tournaments. I like the little bit of the unknown factor will probably keep his ownership in check a little bit. But yeah. at least he's not a center. If he's a center. I'm like, okay, on this slate, you probably have to go elsewhere. But power forward, okay. Now, now he's in the GPP conversation. Yeah. Other than that, I'm just looking at the Orlando side of things here. You know, when Wendell Carter and Mo Bamba are both active and priced fairly appropriately, it's hard to to like one of them. But Dwayne Bacon's up to 4,900. I'm passing on that. Now we do know we do know Ennis will be out, so that that's also big. So he, you know, they're missing Chuma and they're missing Ennis and uh, Otto Porter out as well, obviously. So, there are minutes there. Minutes are available, and, you know, all signs are indicating that, you know, why not play Mo Wagner again? Another younger guy looking to get a crack at it, looking to really catch on somewhere. Bounced around a little bit. Yeah. So, all right, Golden State, New Orleans. Now, this could be a fun one. This seems like a, a track meet. Golden State plays super fast. New Orleans, you don't think defense when you think of the Pelicans. Well... I tell you what, if Andrew Wiggins is out, if he's out, you got to play Steph Curry. Now, he, you're going to pay for him. He is, I think he's 10-8 on DK.
2: 9-7 on FanDuel.
1: Oh, good golly, Miss Molly! I'm taking a page out of your book right there, Jeez. There you go. There you go. Tons of
2: meat on the bone. Uh, if you guys were hanging out with me during MLB season uh, at any point. I, I like this. This is another big game. Uh Curry's been playing playing well. Uh, you know, the, the, the scoring surge really hasn't stopped. The media's just kind of quick covering it. Like last five games, 32, 37, 27, 37, and 30. Like the, the numbers, he's still dialing it up. It's just, you know, I mean, I guess he's old news now because the, the, the those big three-point games have have uh, slowed down. But I like it here. Draymond's gonna be on my list, of course. Draymond's always a guy I don't mind playing in spots like this where they can kind of get up and down and he can push the pace and get a, a couple easier shots like this is a game where Draymond might be able to get some of those coast to coast weird, um, you know, floating layups high off the glass baskets. And so it takes your scoring numbers from two to like eight, which takes them from, you know, 37 fantasy points to like, you know, 45 ish and, you know, or well no. What did I say? 37. to 41 or whatever. So I was thinking about him scoring eight real points. It's anyway. You, you guys get what I'm saying. But I like the spot here. Um, if he's out, then I definitely think we know for sure Jordan Poole is probably going to get some serious run uh, in this spot if if Wiggins is out, because Damian Lee is also still out. So that's the that's that's the big thing. Like with no Damian Lee, I mean Jordan Poole probably pushes what 30. 32 to 35 minutes here alongside curry alongside draymond should be a couple of easier shots. Kent Bazemore will already be playing so uh he, he would be a big time value i think at point guard at 4600 in this spot. I mean 4300, excuse me, in this spot. I mean that would just be fantastic.
1: That's Jordan Poole. Yes. Yeah, I like Jordan Poole a lot too 4500 on dk. Ken Bazemore, 5,200. He's kind of at that price tag where, hey, that's another guy who just kills you or helps you take down a GPP every other night. But well, but
2: but here's the thing, though. If there's no Wiggins, mm-hmm. the 5,200 price tag is probably worth it considering don't you think he picks up at least another five or six shots, yeah. two rebounds, an assist, maybe a steal, I'm not trying to overthink. I'm just saying maybe he yeah. scores four more real points, two assists, two rebounds.
1: And we're talking about 10 DK points potentially right there.
2: To, right. I mean, that, that's what I have in my head. Nothing crazy. We're not saying he's going to go off for 50 again. Well, it's just if he's in the mid-20s, he should be in the mid-30s in this spot.
1: He is one of my top five most frustrating NBA players to roster on my DFS team, probably. Oh God, Luca!
2: I'm done. Sorry, <laughs> Lu- Luca's on the top five of me in terms of props. Like every time I I try to, t- okay, guys, you're going to get some rants today because it's an eight game slate, weird slate. So f- here's the other thing. <laughs> you you talked about this Philly San Antonio situation. It's tied right now at 107, but 19 oh, seconds. they trash. Right? They're so mad. So so, so so there you go there. Uh, and then secondly, Luca's. And yeah, it was Sacramento. I, where did I get Luca at today? I think I got him over under uh 32 and a half real points against Sacramento with no Porzingis. And yeah, you might be thinking, well, you probably should have taken it over. And I took the under. I don't I like Luca, but you know, it was Sacramento. Wasn't sure. And looks like he's gonna go
1: over today. So that might mess me up a little bit, but we'll see. Yeah, it's it's a wacky slate. Ken,
2: all right, guys. I know, I know. I took us, I took us down a rabbit hole there. Just hang out with us. It's going to get more fun. We promise.
1: Kent Bazemore's per thirty six numbers. We'll just look at it this way. Because if Wiggins is out, he could play thirty five minutes. That's what I'm thinking. Now, listen. He's a volatile, volatile player in terms of output, but his per thirty six numbers this season are thirteen points. Six and a half rebounds and three assists. Totally fine. And most of that sample size is with Ubre and Wiggins and Curry, you know, they've all they've all been hurt at times, but like it's not like this entire per 36 sample is with Wiggins and Ubre both off the court, which means these numbers are probably low. Yeah. Over the I course mean, of the season. But here's the thing. Oh, go ahead. I'm, bigger, I'm sorry. He averages two steals and a block in 36 minutes. So there's nine fan school points off of trash right there. That's what I'm saying. Low, low to mid-30s, I think, is a reasonable expectation if, if Wiggins is out. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You're not going to feel good about it, but this you're going to start rostering guys who you're not going to feel good about under normal circumstances because it's May 3rd. It's May 3rd. It's May 3rd. We're talking Ken Baysmore and we're talking Mo Wagner in the same breath. Well, well,
2: here's the thing. We already know as teams start to get separation now, and and I know we haven't really gone over standings watch, but these top three teams are pretty much going to have enough separation, I think, maybe after this week. Like it's going to be because the Knicks are seven games, excuse me, they're four and a half games behind the bucks. So uh, and the bucks, you know, they won today. The Nets just lost two in a row. The Nets and Sixers are tied. Sixers playing right now. Sixers when They stay in the one seed. Um, but, but, and then, the, and then the Knicks are starting to get some separation from these other teams. So the Knicks may be safe by the end of next week, let's say, or, or maybe the end of, well, Tom Thibodeau is going to play his guys anyway, but the Knicks I think are going to be safe as long as they keep winning. The Heat, Celtics, the Hawks, Heat and Celtics were all like a half game within a half game of each other. Hawks thirty five and thirty uh, did not play today. Heat are going to beat the Hornets, so they'll be thirty five and thirty tied with with the Hawks. Celtics are thirty four and thirty one. They lost tonight, and then the Hornets lost again. And now they're 31 and 33, and the Pacers are on their tail. But LaMelo's back, so I'm feeling a lot better about, you know, our chances. We, we did possibly lose one of the Martin twins, had to go to the locker room tonight, so I hope he's okay. But that's kind of the Eastern Conference standing. So it's kind of this five, six, seven, they're all kind of fighting with each other to figure out this placement. So there's starting to be some separation, and I'm saying all that to say, by the second week of, of almost in the playoffs – my expectation is that the Sixers, Nets, and Bucks will be resting players even before the last game. Sorry about that, guys. Luch,
1: back over to you. No, it makes total sense. It's not, it's going to get worse before it gets better, guys. Before it gets better, it's going to get worse. I'm just toggling with our Roto Grinders Court IQ tool and all the no. players that could be out for Golden State. And there's some disgusting numbers popping up momentarily here. Hold on. I got to find Damian Lee is still out, right? So, Oh, yeah, he's still out. So there's no Wiggins, no Oubre, no Damian Lee, no Wiseman, and no Eric Pascal. Actually, yep. I'm actually going to put – I'm going to run these numbers with Damian Lee on, uh, active because there's a little more of a sample size. It's the more, San
2: Antonio overtime, by the way.
1: Oh, jeez. Just wanted to give that, that little tidbit to you. Listen there. Even without, without James Wiseman, Pascal, Oubre, Wiggins, and Clay Thompson. I didn't even take uh, what's-his-face Damian Lee off the court. So, I feel like these numbers could even be better hypothetically. Steph Curry's played 120 minutes, 41% usage. (laughs) Listen, man. You're playing Steph Curry on FanDuel in all formats if Wiggins is out on Monday. On DK that price might still keep his ownership in check a little bit. But if we get that Wiggins news, Curry will be the first one. And sometimes when I hand build the lineup and I'm just starting to put something together, I like to go through all the teams, look at my projections and everything. And I like plugging in the value guys, just so I can see in my eyes, like who I like as cheap at each position. I'm kind of a visual guy. And then by process of elimination and, you know, uh, opportunity cost and who's at what position I start narrowing some guys. You know taking some guys away, but I'm putting Steph Curry directly on my roster tomorrow after seeing this. Wow, 40% usage. If Wiggins is out, sign me up. Yeah, man. Yes, sir. If I knew other languages, I would say it in other languages, but I really got to invest in Rosetta Stone because I'm a one trick pony. Man. I don't know. See, si, senor, invest in Steph Curry. See si. what? Anyway. See yes. Um,
2: el uh, curry de Stefan is magnifique
1: mañana. Jack of all trades, man. He sings. He speaks. He gambles well. It's the cheap. <laughs> well, <I'll believe. laughs>
2: well, you know, the uh, basketball is mi trabajando. It's my work. It's cool. Well, it's my working. I, I think,
1: yeah, I said my working, but you understand what I'm saying here. Coach Chief. Anyway, so what do you do on the New Orleans side of this thing? You got any interest over there? Uh, Posible. Uh, Senor,
2: let's see. Ay, uh, yeah, 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 ay. Yeah. Senor Ball. Uh, Senor Williamson. Senor Hernan Gomez. Uh, yes, Tres Personas. If uh, no Stephen Adams, Aaron Gomez. How much? Oh, uh, well, I was going to say 5 mil, uh, which would have been 500, I think. But don't, don't quote me on that. But anyway, he's 5K. Okay.
1: So 5,200 on DK. Yeah. Oh, I, I've
2: got interest if he's going to play close to 30 minutes, though. Seriously. Yeah. Because he, 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 he does have a 50-point... Possibility, cinquenta possibility, cinquenta. He does have this a possibility. I'm telling you, so I'm with some Hernan Gomez. I've just kind of not been playing Brandon Ingram, but he is 7400, which is a little too cheap now. Yeah. So, so I'm, I'm back in that range where it's okay. Take your shot because 42 is okay at 7400.
1: I just can't take 42 at 100 when he's 84. It's just not going to work. Yeah, he's 82 on DK. I'd rather, you know. Yeah, you just can't play him. Depending on what small forward looks like on FanDuel, he's probably going to be a premier option. Yeah,
2: especially with what Lonzo's doing. Like, you, you need his price to be cheaper because right now Lonzo's on a mission. He said, well, my brother's coming back, so I can't let him upstage me, and uh, I've got to keep balling out here. But, man, magically, once, once Van Gundy gives the guy 30, mid-30s minutes, look at what happens to his numbers. Wow, isn't
1: that something? Shocking. I want to figure out a way to run this back with Lonzo. I, I think of Golden State, fastest team in the league, who is maybe, arguably, one of the top five players who likes playing in transition the most in the NBA. It's Lonzo Ball. Lonzo that's is what, Quanto's. That's See his ball. Is much. Quanto's? Yep. No, no.
2: Senior ball is Quanto's. How much?
1: Yep. <laughs> <laughs> 7,800 on DK.
2: He's 76 on FanDuel, so that's not bad. Yeah.
1: He's appropriately um, priced. Yeah. For, for what's happening. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So I, I like somehow little curry Bismore, lonzo or, you know, you could even probably go a 3-1 here if there's enough opportunity open on Golden State, you know, Curry Baysmore pool or you can even take a risk on Toscano Anderson. Who's pretty, I mean, you know, he might even push 25, 30 plus minutes. Yeah.
2: Speaking of that, man, look, look guys, you, you want to know where I'm pulling out my, my broken, you know, Spanish here. And I, you know, I know enough to get through some basic conversation. And I, I love the Spanish language, man. Listen, if any of our, you know, Hispanic listeners, man, hit us up you know but we're trying to get in the Cinco de Mayo spirit now uh so yeah let let us know man give us some good hit us up with maybe a good Cinco de Mayo story i think that's good and uh we'll see if we can we can plug it on the next pod i mean we won't have it on Cinco de Mayo um we'll be recording it the night of but it but it will be for the next day so go ahead and send us a story now and then that way by the time we get there you know, maybe we can we can shout that out on air. So that that should be fun.
1: Yeah. Be I like fun. that idea a lot. Yeah. Let us know. Hit us up. Chief Justice06 or at the J Carlucci. Let us yes. let us have it. Let's hear it. Uh Portland, Atlanta. Let's move along here. Portland, Portland is Atlanta. on a back to back. Yep. Second leg. And Atlanta, what is it? Bogdanovich is questionable. Is that what we're dealing with? That's what we're dealing with. Okay. No, well, probable. Hey. Excuse me. Probable. Okay, for, for Bogdanovich, probable. Well, this is another great game environment in general. Yeah, yeah. Damian, this, this... wow, wow. Lillard, ninety two. Trey Young, ninety four. And DK. Woo. Lillard, eighty nine.
2: Luke, Keep in mind, we were getting Lillard at eight K last week. Yeah. And I told everybody, it's no different than the Brandon Ingram scenario. I said, look, Dame's just not shooting the ball well. When I look at a guy, and it's the same thing I was doing with Kevin Durant and some of these other guys. And so I think for this portion of the pod, let's talk about indicators, right? That's a big indicator that massive performances are coming. So I just want to tell you, me personally, I don't have this crystal ball that tells me when the big game is coming. But I do have indicators. Damian Lillard was shooting about 23 shots a game, and he was shooting like 30 something percent. So The indicator is this, as long as the shot attempts are consistent, when the field goal percentage comes up naturally, the fantasy scoring is going to increase, right? So that's what's been happening, I think, overall with Dame. Overall, not completely, because clearly, you know, um, there's more than that. You know, he's got it. he still – Dame has to get some peripherals, and he does. He's not like a complete – Non-peripheral guy. He's not a high-peripheral guy either. He's not a guy that's going to have 12 assists a game and eight rebounds. That's just not who he is. But he will go out there and play well. And so when I look at these shot attempts, if you look at what he did in Brooklyn, look at the difference in the shot attempts in this Brooklyn game: 12 for 22, 54 percent, eight of 13 from three, 61 percent from three. Okay. 59.75 fantasy points right now these other two games luch if you look at it i'm not as concerned about the attempts it's the field goal percentage up in the 40s now they, they blew those teams out so he didn't even have to play as much but 37 and 39 fantasy points in 31 minutes look at these other games though luch memphis 37 minutes eight for 27 29.6 percent from the field memphis 8 for 22, 36%. And look at the performances, 39-43. He hits four more shots, and he's almost at 60. Those are the indicators. So just just a little quick thing there. You know, if you got guys and their price starts falling, look for those types of indicators. There's a couple other things, too, but just wanted to give that one simple trick. At any rate, overall, Lucha, I like this game. I think it's fantastic. Uh, I'm not as high on Trey Young right now. Um, as usual, I do think this, like you said, this is a great game environment because Portland has not been great on defense. Uh, A guy that I'm interested in this spot is actually Clint Capella. This, this is a spot where they're going to play big and hopefully we can get Capella back in at 30 to 32 minute range. This could be a really big performance for him. He's 8,200 on this slate on FanDuel.
1: Yeah. Good price there. 8,700 on DK. I like the game environment. It's probably my second or third favorite on this slate. A little bit crowded at the price tags with Bogdanovich playing 7,500, you know, Trey Young, 94, John Collins, 7K-ish. We're just accustomed to kind of one of those guys not playing. It just shows you a lot, you know, everything that Atlanta's dealt with this year. I mean, they've been missing DeAndre Hunter and Camry. They're one of the deepest teams of basketball and they're healthy, but they haven't really played a single game this year up to their full uh, health standards. And you know what? We talked about Lillard's price dipping. It's really been a brutal month for him. He's shot 39% from the floor this entire month. Eventually, you know, the scores just weren't piling in. But, you know, he scored 23 points per game, shooting 39% from the floor. Because he's a volume guy, he's going to get to the foul line, he'll have a couple boards, a couple dimes. So, So once he starts shooting the ball a little bit, once it starts going in, like you said, here it comes. Here it comes. Yeah. Today was the seven years, either today or yesterday, was the seven-year anniversary of that shot he hit against Houston at the buzzer to, to get the Rockets out of the playoffs uh, in one of the most epic fashions. He's he's a killer, man. Damon's cold-blooded. but Between that and the Paul George uh, logo shot a couple of years ago, he's hit some of the more memorable game winners in postseason history. Really, truly an underrated career Damian Lillard's put together by now. I mean, don't look now. The guy's been in the league like 10 years already, and... You know, if he if he gets some hard if he gets some hardware, he's a hall of famer. If he gets some hardware, I think, hey, he and yeah. for five, six, seven years, something like that. But will they ever get over the hump, Chief? Will they ever get over? It? The, the thing is, it's a tough road right now
2: because, in my opinion, and, and I'm not trying to get into a Michael Jordan, LeBron James debate. Okay, it's it's, it's not about that. We won't this go. We won't right, go. this isn't who's the go. It's about the concept of it. As long as LeBron James has pretty good health, pretty good health, it's very hard to beat him to the finals, right? So like in the Eastern Conference when he was there, as long as he had pretty good help or not pretty good help, sometimes, you pretty much just took LeBron's team and you could say, all right, they're going to the finals. And then it's, are they going to beat Golden State? Are they going to beat OKC? Right. Are they going to beat the Spurs? Are they gonna, Like, that's kind of how it went. And now with him in L.A. with adequate help, in my mind, it's OK. Yeah, he's coming back from injury, but who's going to beat LeBron? And I don't think the Blazers are going to do it. And that, that's that's really the holdup. Wherever LeBron goes and has help, he's he's the stopgap between any other team going to the finals. I mean, don't you? I mean, Paul George pretty much got out of the Eastern Conference to get away from him. He's like, man, I'm tired of losing to this guy. LeBron single-handedly destroyed probably one of the greatest Raptors teams assembled. Uh, and look, I, I, you can say what you want about DeRozan and the Raptors. These guys were going to the Eastern Conference Finals almost every year or at least two or three years straight, if I'm not mistaken. I, I'm sure I'm sure it was at least two years. So he single-handedly took away the Raptors chances. Well, then he went to LA and and Kawhi came to the uh, the Raptors and LeBron was hurt. Didn't have as good of a team clearly. Um, And then they beat a, you know, unhealthy uh, Warriors squad. But my point is LeBron's got a good team over there in LA right now. Uh, The Blazers aren't getting past that
1: for sure. You know, and you got to work with what you got. Portland, got a lot of role players you bring in Roko. you brought in norman powell who really still hasn't peaked yet and the guy keeps getting better you have Nurkic. you have Cantor. they're not a bad basketball team they're not a bad basketball team but you have lebron and anthony davis you can put larry andre Ned, drummond andre drummond forgot about Andre Drummond and how about how about the Montrez Harold Dennis Schroeder I mean okay that's what I'm saying and Tht played pretty good minutes
2: you know during that stretch when LeBron was out Kyle Kuzma played good minutes THC, T- that's
1: what we smoked chief
2: <laughs> <laughs> well I don't but that's okay uh, I know I know um you know and, th- and then they got good ve- good veteran minutes from uh, from uh god what's his name Used to play in Portland. Used to play in uh, Milwaukee. What was his name? God, he was he was really good. I can't rem- I can't believe I'm, I'm drawing a blank here. And at any rate, they got, they got real good veteran minutes from these guys. Yeah. So, you know, a uh, Caruso's playing his 20 minute role. He's happy about it. Like the,
1: they're just they're going to be fine. LeBron Anthony Davis, you get him to the playoffs. You, they've been through some lows this season as a team. But you get in the playoffs, seven-game series. When kyle I know everybody jokes about Kyle Kuzma, but when he's arguably your ninth man on some nights when you're healthy, you know, speaks testament about your roster. The Blazers on paper. I love their roster. Love their team. If LeBron was not in the West, this thing's wide open because – we talked. About, That's the point. We talked about okay. the, the surge of Utah finally putting it together. Another team, great roster on paper, kind of has a ton of personnel stockpiled, much like Portland. Are they going to get
2: past LeBron? Then you get
1: past LeBron? Okay, now let's use this as a good reference point, Luke.
2: Uh We go back to the Jordan era, right? We go back to the Jordan era, and. Jordan leaves, goes on his his retirement, little mini hiatus, goes and plays some baseball. And all of a sudden, the Knicks can kind of get out of the East. The Pacers can kind of get, everybody has this chance and there's this window. The, The Orlando Magic feel a little bit better about themselves. They can kind of get out of the East. And so it's like, man, this is what it feels like to not have Michael Jordan around. And I feel like that's what the East feels like for the past three seasons, four seasons, whatever it is. No LeBron, thank you. Well, then Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving and James Harden descend upon the East. Let me tell you something, folks. I like KD. I like James Harden. I like Kyrie. This trio is still not LeBron, though. I know that, I know that seems like a bold statement, but this trio is not LeBron. They're just not. You know it's and, and, and I'm not saying that insultingly. I'm saying Philly could still beat the beat the, the Nets, in my opinion. I, I'm not saying it, it's gonna be a blowout or a sweep. I'm saying first year haven't had a lot of chemistry. Philly's been semi healthy most of the year. Milwaukee's been milwaukee pretty healthy most of, like I'm just saying, like, and not just because of the game today, I'm saying there's a progression. That has to happen. And I don't think the Nets have had enough time to have a championship run progression. I don't think they're coming out of the East. They may get bounced early. Like I'm, I'm, if, if, if I was a betting man, I would say the Nets are out in the second round.
1: That that's my bold prediction for this year's playoffs. Nets get bounced in round two. If This comes down to game seven and you're, Brooklyn comes down to a play a single play or two right maybe you don't have that one that connection that no look past that you know you just don't lack of reps together you know having timing down for certain things when you play is I mean, listen Giannis and Middleton have been playing together for so long that they kind of just know where they're where each of them are going where they're gonna don't be, forget like, about Brooke Lopez and and what their tendencies are yes yes so like what they do on every single possession pretty much is so instinctual that is is that element that Brooklyn might be lacking going to catch up to them? You know, is that kind of part of what you're trying to say here, man? Like if it come one single play, I mean, I just think of that heat, that magical shot that Ray Allen hit and just, you know, they got the rebound, kicked it back. He checked his feet. You want to talk about epic shots? That was the game where the Heat fans, the bandwagon Heat fans, were out of the building and got locked out and couldn't get back in for overtime. I loved every second of that, by the way. But their lack of continuity, is that going to catch up to that? I think so. I really do. I, I think they've only played
2: all three of them together. Is it two games, three games, seven games? It's a really low number.
1: And they're so good; they could come out of these for sure. It could happen, but
2: I I, I can't consciously do that. Being a, a basketball coach and and, and a val- I, I give real strong value to team continuity and cohesiveness as a unit in terms of playoff basketball. Three of the most crazy good individual talents in the league right now. I mean, incredibly. Gifted players, but first of all, who's leading the team? That's the first thing. I don't know. It feels like it's KD, but I don't really know. Is Kyrie gonna have a meltdown in the second game of the playoffs? I don't know. I I, I, I can count on James Harden, right? I can't count on him, and he's legitimately hurt because James Harden does have a genuine love for basketball. Like I remember. They want to sit him. He said, oh, no, 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 no. I'm going to keep playing. Like, leave me alone. Let me just get out here and run up and down. So I I think that's going to hurt them long term. Great individual talents. Any one of them can get a bucket at any time. But as a team, I I don't see it. I know we got to move. Real good topic, though. I like that.
1: We'll see what happens. It's going to be interesting. There's going to be a lot of storylines in about a month a lot of headlines and you watch if the nets drop that first game the sky will be falling the media will be all over you know especially when the knicks win their first game especially the knicks are the knicks are in a great spot to get into the
2: second round the knicks are the the net's worst media problem ever go ahead
1: look at this if they if the playoffs ended today the knicks would play atlanta winnable series and if you're the nets you got to play jason tatum in boston for seven games <laughs> no thanks i'm good <laughs> nope and this mean, you know it's man, the sixers and nets are basically tied in the standings right now so i do not want to see the boston celtics or the miami heat in the first listen if the playoffs ended today we are going to see the bucks and the miami heat chief <laughs> oh well, well hold on a second yeah yeah if if they end it today yep and
2: and th- this – so let me say this. This is the year Giannis has to destroy this Heat team. It has this to be. This Heat team. Or they like, w- there will be a media cannot, circus around
1: him. Yep.
2: He cannot come out and let them play a zone and work him out of these playoffs. Like, he – here's what I think, though, Luch. Here's what I think. Drew Holiday mm-hmm. I think is going to single-handedly have to make this Miami team play different
1: so Giannis can get off. Because he picks his spots. He can get through that zone. Right. Probably in ways Eric Bledsoe just didn't have the skill set, uh, you know, the pull-up jumper kind of thing at the top of the key. Yeah. You're right. Listen, He's going to be integral. Drew, I, I, I'm excited about this this
2: series with the Bucks. I do want to see their first series. I'm probably going to be glued to the television on theirs. Like, this is the one I want to see personally. Outside of my Hornets, who probably if they make it in, and I, I'm I, with the with the mellow back. I feel better. I am afraid that the Wizards may make it in with this playoff scenario, though they, they got hot at the right time.
1: Boy, they're a big man away from being a scary team. The Wizards. It's a Well, well Bryant is out. If Bryant wasn't hurt, we'd see. Uh, I was going to say it was a shame we didn't have a chance to see Thomas Bryant see if he could take that next step because I know a season and a half feels like. a a lifetime ago already, but he was really starting to come into his own uh, for the wizards before the end of the season last year. So yeah, it's going to be fun. And just my final thought here is if you're a true basketball fan, in my opinion, you want to see the teams that were organically built succeed. You don't want to see the dream teams. And I think that's why LeBron gets so much hate. Sure. I appreciate his greatness. I, I'm not. I'm not trying to compare apples and oranges here, but like, I don't like Tom Brady, but he's great. He's probably the best quarterback of all time, and I appreciate it. I don't have to like LeBron, but I'm not going to be one of those idiot fans saying, "Oh, LeBron sucks." Like, but here's the thing: it's like, okay, LeBron he goes over and plays with AD. Now they've had some adversity. They've had a bunch of injuries. Well, here comes Kevin Durant who did the same thing he did, and Kevin Durant's one like one of my Favorite favorite players to watch. I've said this time and time again. Bob well, James Harden, come on down, Kyrie. It's fine. We'll have the three amigos. The band is back together here, and it's almost at the point where if the Lakers and I love shooting for the underdogs. I love rooting for the organically the teams that do it the right way, the traditional way. It's almost like if we had the Lakers and the Nets play each other. Be rooting for late for LeBron for probably the first time in my career just because I I feel like he'd have a chip on his shoulder. I feel like, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm, wow, it's just let let me say this, Luce. For those of you that
2: say, hey guys, you got a podcast to break down, let me tell you something. I'm going to go ahead and take a game off the board so we can continue our shenanigans. I'm not playing anybody, I'm skipping ahead, Luch. I'm not playing anyone from San Antonio, Utah, and that's the 10 o'clock game. I'm just being honest. Not touching the game. I know these guys are going to be back. I know that uh, Dejounte Murray's been playing fantastic. I, I know DeRozan's been okay. I'm, I'm not touching this game. I- I'm just, I'm just telling you. I-, I don't think this is a game I need to win. A slate won't be playing it. Period. Yeah, especially
1: at these prices, seventy three hundred for Jordan Clarkson. I know Mike Conley's out, but man, we are we are getting we are at the point of no return with Jordan Clarkson, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, Bogdanovich, 6,900 for a guy who's pretty much scoring dependent. I am out. I'm Utah's Bogdanovich. Engel, 6,600. <laughs> it's a little steep for me, but he's probably, okay, I'd consider Royce O'Neill. That's like my maybe from the game, but that's it. So I, I agree with you there. And you would think the Spurs would play most of their regulars, which makes them less attractive, especially in that matchup. Now, here's a game that maybe you don't have a lot more interest in. I don't know. But as New York and Memphis, let me throw one thing at you. I saw that Nerlens Noel got hurt on Sunday and he didn't come back to the game. So what could be the grossest play of all time is maybe we play a little Taj Gibson because if he plays 25 minutes, he's actually pretty consistent per minute. He averages about just under 0.9 uh, fantasy points per minute. So like if he actually gets some burn, I don't know what his upside is, but I actually, it's May of 2021 when Taj Gibson is in play, and so is Mo Wagner, and so is whoever we were talking about from stinking Orlando. <laughs> but here we are.
2: Yeah. So where is uh, Joakim Noah? That's what I'm trying to figure out. Like, Tibbs, this isn't complete until we get Joakim Noah back. Let, while we're at it, let's get Carlos Boozer out of retirement. Kurt Heinrich, let, let's get them all. Let's get Luau Dang, I think, is still getting paid by the Lakers. Might as well bring him in on the vet minimum. Let's just bring this whole Chicago team back to New York and get <laughs> rolling here, and let's see if we can redeem the times. At any rate, I'm with you on Now He played 31 minutes against Houston. Didn't quite get there, but that's okay. Not, not worried about it he's 3,900. I think he's a, he's a good value, but here's what I'm telling you. Julius Randall is the guy we want here. Julius is the guy we want. Now they blew out Houston today. Julius played 30 minutes, Luce. I think Tom, Tom, I think Tibbs knew, Hey, we got a back to back. We just lost Noel. I might need Julius for 40 minutes tomorrow. Let's not give him his usual allotment of 36 to 38 in a game where we're already up 20 in the fourth quarter. He He sat him down. Listen to this stat line. 30 minutes, 31.7 rebounds, six assists, one steal, and three turnovers. He was on his way to another monster game. And tomorrow he gets Memphis with the possibility of no New Noel, which tells me in my mind, 38 to 40 minutes, easy with the possibility of more rebounds, a little bit more. I'm telling you, Randall's one of my favorite players, one of my favorites on this slate.
1: 40 minutes just another day at the office for Julius Randall. Just another day at the office. And you might say, well, they're locked into the 4-5 most likely. Well, they want to keep that home court advantage for the first round, so every game is pivotal with Atlanta right on their heels. So I'm with you. I like the Randall call. I like Prince Julius. He's got his own money. And when I say he's
2: got his own money, I mean, baby, he's got his own money.
1: Where else? Coming is, to America Reference, folks, if, 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 you're, if you're tuning in. Where else in the industry are you going to find this stuff, guys? I, I don't know. If you, if you got another NBA DFS pod breakdown with all the stuff we throw at you, I want to hear it because well, I'm not trying to toot our own horn here, Chief, but uh, I'm with you on the Randall call. Derrick Rose is affordable. I don't hate Derrick Rose for GPPs here. I don't know. I want to. I got to check what he played on Sunday minutes wise. <laughs> How much is Rose on DK? Seriously, 5,700. Okay.
2: He put up 40 on, on Sunday on, on FanDuel. Oh, wow. 31 minutes. 31 minutes. And he's been in that 25 to 30 ish range. Minutes have picked up. This is the most minutes Derek Rose has been playing in a long time. I'm saying sustained, sustained.
1: It's the Tibbs effect. Um, he's like, you are vintage Derek Rose now. We are going to run you into the crowd.
2: Yeah. He's 62 on FanDuel, so I'm probably going to stay away. Yeah, it's- But he's still got some upside. The thing is, Alfred Payton is 3,600, but his minutes are just in the
1: dungeon right now. Just can't touch him. What a difference a couple months made. A couple months ago, he was in every DFS lineup and was every day, but... Rose is playing really well. He's playing efficient basketball. If he played more minutes, media would be catching on because his numbers would be better but per minute. I mean, he's playing about as efficient as anybody could ask for. It's remarkable this guy still plays good basketball with injuries. He's suffering. Good for him to get back like, in the playoffs.
2: Like, for instance, you know the NBA has Comeback Player of the Year? Like, if there was a redemption player of the decade, it would for sure be Derrick Rose. Like, think about... Think about all the guys that I wish were more like Derrick Rose and they could still extend their career. We could just watch them play. I have an extreme appreciation, actually, for Derrick Rose. Brandon Roy. Brandon like, Roy. Like, like what, what, what if Brandon Roy could, could would have been able to play and sit on someone's bench, right? Penny Hardaway. And, and Penny did kind of come back. But I'm saying Derrick Rose has had – a career is kind of an off-the-bench six-man type role here. Um, another guy, same type scenario, Grant Hill, just kept getting hurt. What, what, all the what-ifs, and there are other what-ifs that are like big men and stuff like that, but I'm, I'm trying to kind of keep it up with with the guard play, right? The, this collection, this group, and I know Grant Hill was kind of a small forward, but he can handle the ball so well. But this little group of guys, what if they could have extended their career? I mean, it it would have been fantastic yeah. to see some of these guys play.
1: That's another discussion. Maybe we can pile in the last pod of the regular season. Uh, athletes who which we saw more of, you know, you. I think of baseball. I think of Mark Pryor over the last fifteen yes. years. Guy's yes, yes. Like, Could be a good topic. Yeah, I'm with you, man. Brandon Roy, because we're talking about Portland, he was stuck in my head. Um, so I was thinking about Brandon Roy the whole podcast, and I was also thinking about. Uh, what Horton Tuck- Tucker's initials were because I thought you said THC and I'm like, is it TH oh it's THT, not TNT. Yeah. He's got cool initials though. Horton Tucker, man. Very improved player there. So my mind was elsewhere when we were talking about some of the stuff, but I did think of Brandon Roy. Man, he that guy could ball out. That guy could ball out. I'll make this quick on the Memphis side of things. I'm at these prices on DK, I'm not really interested in anybody. If if Grayson Allen doesn't play. I have mild interest in getting exposure to some D'Anthony Melton, uh, in some of my larger field builds. But other than that, uh, I- I'm okay. I'm, I'm Memphis. yeah,
2: I am in JV 6700. I'm in on FanDuel 67. Wow,
1: that's cheap. No, Noel, no, no way Noel's too big. cheap.
2: Way too cheap. Way For too him cheap. to probably put up close to 40.
1: He's 79 or more. Okay. That's why I didn't mention, yeah, yeah,
2: it. yeah you have to be out. Yeah, yeah. Josh 74 right on the edge I think I can get away with not playing him I have kind of made a living not playing teams against the Knicks this season and it hasn't burned me too much now look everybody's gonna get in the shootout every once in a while so I get it but I've
1: tried to avoid just kind of taking teams against the Knicks and it's, it's been okay Philly and Chicago is this a snooze fest for you I mean the Sixers are on a back-to-back so Lord only knows what they're gonna do but as of right now if everybody's in what are your feelings on this game
2: well, I will say this, Joel Embiid is 9,600. Oh. And he, sh- he should be because they've been blowing teams out or kind of not. You know, he's played 22 minutes, 25, 24, 26 against Milwaukee, put up 60 against Phoenix. That was a very competitive game, clearly. And this seems like it's going to be another non-competitive game, although they were in this tussle with San Antonio today. So um, that's kind of where I am there. I guess we'll have to wait and see, you know, are they going to sit Simmons? Are they going to sit anyone? I'm not sure. I do think it's a big deal that, uh, you know, Vooch was kind of a late scratch on, on, uh, on Saturday. And so uh, Thaddeus Young ended up playing, you know, 32 minutes, which was big for him, put up hung a 45 spot. And he's 5,900. If Vooch is out again, though, like he's for sure in play, like you need to, You, I, I think you're going to need some exposure to Thad. Uh, because he's, I mean, that's going to be big for him if he plays 32 more minutes. He's shown to be a
1: very high-minute producer on this version of the Bulls. If Voos is out, uh, I like Patrick Williams a lot on DK. Played 33 minutes against Atlanta. His minutes were up and down for a while, but if Voos is out, that opens the door for Patrick Williams to get some run. The Sixers are vulnerable against the four and at the wing on the three, they really are. They really are. You know, Ben Simmons will probably be occupied elsewhere. Patrick Williams is in a big-time scorer. So I kind of like the spot for Patrick Williams for some value if Vooch is out. That's where I'm at here. But there will probably be some kind of news regarding this game. Now it is a 9 o'clock game, but we can, hope, we can hope that we get our news one way or another. Doc, you have not treated us well the past month. Please be nice on Monday. It's the start of a new week. Throw on some Lion King. We just want to know if we're dealing with the Dwight Howard chalk night before 830. If you can do that, just let us know. Get back to us. We'll send you a fruit basket or something from the Bubble Brothers at the end of the season. Yes, for sure. Thank you, Doc. Appreciate you. Big shout out to Super Draft, by the way, our sponsor here. Check out Super Draft. No salary cap. Really cool stuff what they're doing. Really nice angle they brought to the industry. Instead of salary cap, you have to deal with multipliers. So SuperDraft.com, check it out. They're in the App Store as well. Promo code GRINDERS, G-R-I-N-D-E-R-S. And you might have a little treat waiting for you with the promo code GRINDERS for SuperDraft. So we dismissed the Spurs in Utah outside of Royce O'Neal for me on DK as a maybe. So we got to talk Denver and L.A., I guess, a little bit here. And the regular end of the regular season tune-up is here, like the dress rehearsal the, the wedding dinner, you know, the rehearsal dinner is basically LA is trying to get that continuity back. LeBron seeing some minutes, Anthony Davis seeing some minutes. Whew, what do you do with this game
2: chief? Honestly. And look, I know LeBron's been out a long time. And so I, I, has LeBron hit the no social media stretch of his, his run yet. Cause you know how he does, he's like, all right, no more social media. I'm not going to be around. Don't look for me head down. Let's win a championship. And I guess I need to look out for that. But my my point is, um, is he going to play tomorrow? Because I thought he was actually going to sit out tonight. Uh, But he's playing. So are they going to sit him tomorrow because of that ankle? I'm not sure. Um, and, And we know in LeBron's history, he doesn't really miss games. So maybe I need to assume he's playing. Either way, I'm not going to play him in this spot. I'm not playing LeBron until I know... He's back full throttle, got the mojo going. Juices are flowing. That's when I'm going to play LeBron. And I do think Anthony Davis is almost there. Now, you know, he played 34 minutes against Sacramento, and they were gradually working him up 16, 28, 31, 31, 34. He'll probably play close to that tonight. So that's kind of where I am. Past two games, 47 fantasy points against Washington, 52 against Sacramento. A lot of that was because of uh, blocks and steals in those games, though. So he did have, you know, in terms of real life, 26-5-2 against Washington, 22-11-3 against Sacramento. A lot of that I do think, you know, Andre Drummond's there now. So I think the scoring will take somewhat of a hit. I don't think he scores 30-something points a game, and I don't think he has to. And I think that's fine for their real team. But from a fantasy perspective, I don't know if I can play AD or LeBron right now.
1: Yeah, I'm with you on that. Now, Anthony Davis is a pure matchup nightmare for Mike Malone in Denver. We saw AD expose Denver in the playoffs in September. These are his real point totals against Denver last season in the playoffs. 37-31, 27-34, 27. 27. Now, for reasons beyond me, he did not rebound that series at all. He had 10 rebounds one game, didn't have double digits any of the other games. I, I don't know why. He just didn't rebound. If he rebounded, he would have crushed for DFS purposes. And, you know, people were playing single game mode. And I remember playing a lot of Anthony Davis um, that series. But I'm with you. I'm not ready to go there on Monday with LeBron and and Anthony Davis. And the last podcast we recorded was on Thursday for last Friday's slate. And we liked Anthony Davis, but we didn't expect LeBron to come back. I mean, I had no word on LeBron. All of a sudden, well, he might play. So, you know, we had to pump the brakes on that experiment. But I'm with you there. I don't have a ton of interest in this game. Now, Dennis Schroeder didn't play on Sunday because of Kobe protocols, I guess. So now if LeBron sits for injury load management and Schroeder's out, well, then maybe look at some of these role player pieces. But I really like some of the other games we talked about. And for tournaments, I'm going to be stacking some of them. I won't have a ton of exposure to this. Case. Yeah,
2: and it was Wesley Matthews who who got some of that ah. good
1: veteran run earlier.
2: Yeah, Mister uh, Mister Three Point Sniper himself. And you know they added Ben Mclemore, who's basically picked up Wesley Matthews minutes because of his shooting. So, and and Ben is Ben actually help, helps this team. I think like off the bench in terms of like pure three point shooting.
1: Oh, yeah,
2: I think he helps this team. So this could be good for him. And, and guess what? If he finds a home in LA and they like him, he'll just take, he'll probably take the veteran minimum and keep riding it out, have a chance to win a championship every year. I, I do like it when these college stars kind of find a home, get going. Like he's on a good team now. Like he's been on bad teams. He was on the Kings, he was on Houston going through a turbulent period. Imagine him being on the Lakers for the next four or five years. LeBron's going to be gone at some point, but he'll be in a winning organization. I like it when guys make it.
1: Late bloomers, Julius Randle, kind of a late bloomer, right? Yeah. I and mean, he, he went from maybe he'll win most improved player to he's a perennial star in this league. So and he should he should win most improved player this year. Like I don't I don't think there's any
2: doubt about it. He should he should be on one of the all NBA first teams, probably second or third. I would actually probably put him on second team because his numbers are, are great and he's got the Knicks winning. So that that's that's my my Julius Randle spiel.
1: I like it. Sweet Tooth Monday, GPP, food of the day.
2: Okay, here's where we're going. Let's talk about birthday cakes. And we're going to go to the cake man himself, Carlo. Carlo's Bakery. And no, we're not just trying to plug him. Because he's got his own show. Carlo has a fantastic vanilla icing rainbow cake at TGF Fridays. And I know you guys have heard me talk about TGI. It's kind of my little spot now, right? It's kind of my little my little fun place. Fantastic. That's where layer. I go. Where do you I th- think? It picks up 2,005 minutes. I go to TGF Fridays. Yes. Looch, <laughs> I think it's seven layers. Oh, good. Lord. It's not, it's not as it's big, but it's not as big as you think, guys. You know I'm getting excited when my voice level goes down
1: to talk about the food. Okay, I we're have to like break it down. getting close to the computer mic, so like we don't yes. want to let everybody in on our little secret. Yes, here, but. the Carlos
2: Bakery uh, vanilla icing cake. I mean, just hits all the little explosion pockets on your tongue. Your taste buds—they yeah, just. It, it's going ham. Get that with the side of none other than, <laughs> what do you know? Good home-style vanilla ice cream. Whew.
1: Birthday Cake Central. Man, I want some of that right now. Maybe we should start, like, saying the phrase goes together like cake and ice cream because nothing goes better together yeah. than cake and ice you cream. You know? I mean, it's kind of like, hey, we're stacking the Golden State-New Orleans game because they go together like cake and ice cream. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, th- that's our new thing. Our cake and ice cream stack of the day. Yeah. Oh, I like it,
2: Lutz. I like it. it. Listen, we got to get some food sponsors. Dan, if you listen to this podcast today, I mean, somebody's got to come on board because we've got a GPP food of the day, and we're not asking you to compensate us. Compensate Roto-Grinders. We just need, you know, send us some gift cards or something. We'll patronize you. We're going to eat,
1: trust me. I'd love to find gift
2: cards in the mail.
1: Someone who works in a, a reputable kitchen that also plays DFS to, like, jump on a pod with us or something like that. Now, that would be cool. Oh, please. I would welcome it. Let's Yeah, come on down. Let's do it.
2: You're the next contestant on the GPP Food is Right. We could have
1: the chef's pick, you know? Who's your lock of the day?
2: Yes. The chef's pick. That's I like cool. it. Lose, anyway. We got something brewing here, man. Bubble Brothers Podcast, another one in the book, sounds like.
1: You know how we're, I'm speaking generally and, like, obvious – here but there's different types of chain places in different parts of the country like if there's yeah. three or four places i know if i said you'd be like what the hell is that you know like that's a restaurant kind of thing and this you know same like when you say like boxcar betty's or some of these other places i'm like yeah. i remember these things but they're not here now i'm originally from new york so okay there's not actually there's one i found one there's one only one carvel within like like talk to- like tolerable driving distance from me okay. so like i didn't even know like in long island in new york they're everywhere like you have a hankering for an ice cream cake or something or not only that they have you know their freezers are decked out with all these cakes you can get customized or whatever but they got yeah. milkshakes and ice cream there too and around here it's like far and few in between i, I found one in uh, northeastern pa here but what are your thoughts on ice cream cake for us is you gotta go to Dairy Queen. That
2: that's that, that's that's our little chain down here. Uh I and mean, look we got we got local bakeries. Don't get me wrong. I love and the I mom do, and pops we'll support them. Yep. I, I do I mean listen I, I support mom and pops. We've got a um um a bakery that was here called Bub's bakery where I'm from and I mean just would knock your socks off so I do support local but in terms of ice
1: cream cake Got to go to DQ, got to go to Dairy Queen. I like it, man. Good stuff, Chief. We will be back uh, together for the Bubble Burrows podcast on Thursday morning. So until then, hit us up on Twitter. Will is at Chief Justice06. I am at the J. Carlucci. Hit us up. Any questions? Point in the right direction. Any comments? We'd love to shout you out on the show. So that about wraps it up for time purposes here. So I hope you guys. Have a good start to the work week. So for the Chief Will Priester, I am Justin Carlucci. Have a great day and good luck.